This is the Music Mentor Podcast. What is going on, my friends? This is Demian, your host of That Music Mentor Podcast, and welcome to episode number 244. I know it's been so, so long since I did one of these, and there has been so much going on in my life, and what I figured I would do for those interested, aka mom, dad, sister, my wife, um, <laughs> I would give you a little rundown as to where I've been, what has been happening, not since March of last year, but maybe I guess I could fill you in, but it's I just figured I would do it just from the beginning of this year or late last year. So sit back and relax. It should be maybe a little bit longer than normal. Uh, but as always, I'm just so happy to be here. So glad to speak with you. And as always, I like to take this opportunity to thank the wonderful instruments that I play that have been so supportive in my career. Zildjian cymbals, LP percussion, Vader, drumsticks, Remo, drumheads, ultimate ears, Yuka tape, which I'm very, very, very excited to tell you something about, about them later today. Uh, who else? Let's see. Simpad accessories and um, forgetting Gibraltar hardware. So thank you to everybody that has always been so supportive and I really, really appreciate it. So as some of you might know, because you follow me on social media, uh, I actually started another podcast and that podcast is called That Arsenal Women podcast and as the name would suggest it it's a show exclusively about arsenal women the football club that i support my biggest passion and i just decided to do another podcast i think i was a little bit exhausted from this particular one because you know 240 and so episodes about seemingly every topic that i could imagine i felt a little bit um overwhelmed and i thought that i had sort of you know, like spoken about their everything I had to speak about. So I still had that yearning of, of, of you know, hearing the sound of my own voice. <laughs> and I decided to create this podcast, right? Among the, the sort of highlights of doing that particular show was that late last year, after getting off the road with the Jonas Brothers from their Remember This Tour. That was, I want to say, late October. I had done this podcast and I decided to treat myself to a vacation to go to London, to go to the Wembley Stadium and, you know, basically go accomplish or make some of my musical, uh, my uh, sporting dreams come true, which would be uh, to go watch a bunch of Arsenal women matches. And my wife was so amazing in helping me figure everything out and, you know, all the routing and all the logistics and all this other stuff. And, you know, uh, an important caveat to this is that I haven't taken a vacation since uh, ever, basically, since I've become uh, since I've become a, a professional musician back in 2004. So the fact that I was like, OK, finally, I'm going to be able to do this, uh, treat myself to this amazing trip and live these things and 
you know, see people and travel, obviously within England and all this other stuff. It was something that I had yearned for so very long. So I, uh, I did it and I flew and I was so excited. And I can tell you that I was basically crying on my way from LAX to Heathrow. And I landed a few hours later around noon on a Saturday afternoon or a Saturday at noon, I should say, to a text message saying that I was needed basically back in Los Angeles to perform with Miley Cyrus. And that has been a gig that I've, you know, it's not that necessarily I dreamt of Miley's gig as a percussion player. Uh, because I wasn't too familiar with her music. But throughout my life here in Los Angeles, you have always or I have always heard amazing things about not only her, but her band, her crew, management, everybody like that whole Miley camp, the Miley camp, the Miley camp. And I couldn't pass that opportunity. So I literally landed, like I said, around noon. I had dinner that night. Uh, the following morning, I woke up, uh, thanks to jet lag, I wasn't even able to sleep. So I studied all her music. And uh, I went to the FA Cup final at Wembley. And I sadly saw Arsenal lose uh, against Chelsea 3-0. It was horrendous and also the most beautiful thing ever. And I literally got back to my room, took a shower, had dinner and left to Oh, I'm lying. I had pizza with with my good friend. Uh, and I left, literally. I took a red eye, landed in L.A., waited a couple of days, and I was there rehearsing with a band for what was going to be the New Year's Eve show, which was absolutely incredible. It was obviously at the height of COVID in Florida, and for uh, for a lot of reasons, a lot of the, the guests couldn't make it. But to be on stage and share the, that first show with somebody like that who's iconic, legendary, an amazing human being. Everything was right that I had heard of the camp. Just the band is just absolutely incredible. She is the best. And to share the stage with her and special guests and, you know, Brandy Carlisle, Sweetie, Anita, uh, 24K Golden. And it's just, it was just so cool to be a part of all that stuff and, you know, to, to play percussion and, and just be able to see and play with such an amazing drummer like Stacy Jones and it just everybody else in the band it was just something that was magical and in what was the most special thing for me on, on a personal level just being completely uh, real with you is that after finishing a tour when there's nothing in the horizon you sort of never really know what can happen you know, and you struggle or I struggle with understanding sort of what I'm going to do going forward. If I need to look for other opportunities, if somebody else is going to call, if I should work more on drums or should I write a book that I've been trying to write for a year and a half, if not three years uh, and so on. So it, it was a, a very amazing thing and very life changing thing it ended up being um, because I it, it has definitely been the most unbelievable last few months of my entire career uh, I never even imagined the things that I've lived since I, I took that call and, and flew back from London so sort of a moral of, of this particular story is how something 
let's just say that you want so bad and you have to end up sacrificing in, in uh, there I go again with that word and you always hear me use the word investment instead of sacrificing but just for the sake of color right and illustrating this you sacrifice this and you're like man when am I going to get to do something for myself you know this is what I was supposed to do and I wanted to watch all these games and all this other stuff and fast forward to, to that and looking back then you're like well I made definitely made the right decision for a lot of the things that I'm going to share with you today. So to know that you can do something, you know, and I'm not here to compare, but bigger, better, uh, different, uh, is, it's amazing. And it just, it was lovely to, to sort of, uh, feel validated in that positivity and optimism in, in, in knowing that, uh, uh, Ideally, and hopefully your reputation and your the way you do things will carry your name forward in different musical settings. So again, another moral of this story is to just remain optimistic, remain patient, and do the best that you can do for everything and every gig, no matter how big or small, because uh, your reputation precedes you a lot of times. So I was very fortunate to be a part of this situation. That led to a couple other in-town shows, including an amazing performance at the LA uh, LA Live or Staple, what it used to be Staples Center, which is now, I believe, the Crypto.com Arena, um, with Miley, and we opened up for Green Day, and it was amazing. The show was uh, recorded, so you can see that, and you can find it on all social media, uh, excuse me, all digital uh, music platforms. Uh, and it's called Attention Live. And it was awesome. I was I just had such a blast doing that. And then right after that, basically, or a couple of months later, a month later, we flew to Lollapalooza all over or to play Lollapalooza, Lollapalooza festivals all over South America. And that included Argentina, Brazil. Uh, well, Argentina, uh, let's see, Chile, Colombia. Uh, and then flying from Colombia to Paraguay, we almost died. That's a whole different story for another day. And after that, we did we didn't actually do Paraguay. We did Brazil. And let me tell you, it was just the most unbelievable shows. And I should probably do episodes on on Lollapalooza in general and how amazing it was. Especially, I like the fact that I didn't talk about it right after necessarily on on this podcast but i think it'll be really cool to do it later because it has allowed me to put some things in perspective so after that i was able to and actually i'm lying before i went out to south america in the Lollapalooza things i was able to i can't talk about it too much but i was i did some recordings uh, or a recording uh for an artist and it's produced by tim armstrong from rancid in operation ivy and for any of those, you know, punk rock fans out there, you know how big of a deal um, he is in this world. And to be able to do that was nothing short of an honor and a privilege. So that was absolutely magnificent to be a part of. So then Lollapalooza, a little bit after that, we did a show for Janie's Fund, which is Steven Tyler's charity and sort of partnered with the Grammys. And sadly, Miley got covid so the day before we found or they found uh, Jesse J, 
the amazing singer Jesse J, who had actually written Party in the USA, which I didn't know that. So she was able to come in and we sang where we played with her and it was awesome. And let me tell you to play Dream On with Steven Tyler and hit that gong at the end of that or, you know, play uh, the cowbells on Walk This Way. I can't even tell you the, I, I could do three hour podcast episodes on, on each each one of those songs alone. So that was absolutely beautiful. Shortly after that, I was sort of working on a special mission on my own, which hopefully will, uh, I will see the fruits of that in, in the near future. But I was learning a bunch of songs and working on drums for this thing. And I got a call to play with Carly Rae Jepsen uh, at a at Lollapalooza. It's, no, I'm lying, excuse me, at Coachella. And these festivals, you should have easier names. Um, and that was awesome too. You know, I hadn't played drums live in a show that big in many years uh, since I last played probably with Nick Jonas or something in 2019 or so. So it was three years of not playing a big, big festival or a big to a big crowd on drums. And, and that's something that I definitely missed. It was really, really cool to do. And she was a sweetheart. Her whole band was amazing. I came in last minute to sub for the drummer and had to learn all these songs in a very short amount of time. And I think I did, I did a good job. A little, a couple of clams live in both weekends, but uh, I did my best and it was a lot of fun. And then after that, we've just been doing um, some stuff with, um, we have a couple of things with, with Miley here and there. And that has basically been my year. It has been absolutely insane. Honestly, it has been the best year of my career to date. And we're not even halfway through. So I'm very, very excited to see what uh, this year has in store. And not only for personal glory, but I also know that my family, my wife, my friends and students, they are happy for me. And I also know that doing things in my world has an impact on other people, maybe people such as yourself. And I'm here to remind you once again that if I can do any of this, so can you. And there are elements and things involved that are way more than ability or talent, as you have heard me say. So just keep that in mind. A lot of that information is here on these podcasts. But if you are interested in personalized attention to detail, one-on-one music mentorship, please hit me up. I offer packages and we can set up some rates that work for you and we can set up times and all these other things. Last but not least, what I would love to talk to you all about is a big announcement for me, which is I have my own line of Yucca tape finger tape. So let me explain to you what that means. If you are a percussionist and a drummer, you might not be too alien to this. But if you are another instrumentalist or somebody that has nothing to do with percussion or instruments that hurt your fingers, a lot of us hand drummers use from time to time finger tape to help us heal, to prevent injury, to maybe, you know, the injury has already happened, like uh, either a blister or you cut your finger open or you're just calluses are kind of weird or sensitive and you put fingers on your, uh, excuse me, you put tape on your fingers. 
what happens is a lot of this this tape is medical tape. It's kind of very, very stiff and not the most reliable. We end up buying it from the 99 cent store and it's just not good or we spend way too much money at CVS and it's just not the look we want. It's all white and it's all weird. Yucca Tape, and it's a company that I've been working with for the last couple of years, they have eucalyptus-infused finger tape, and it's amazing. It has helped me so much uh, to prevent injury, and when I do have cracks on my fingers, they heal up so much quicker. And the eucalyptus and essential oils and all the, the properties that it has, it's just amazing. And the fact that it's also way more flexible and it, 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 it just contours to your body way easier, it has been a game changer for me. And to the point where for a long time I didn't use finger tape only because it was so annoying to, to cut, to put, in my, uh, to put on my fingers. But since I found eucalyptus, things have changed. And it has changed to the point where I have been developing this with the owner, Ryan Lazy, an amazing guy. Shout out to him. And we created my own signature line, which is orange. And if you know anything about me, you know that I love orange. And I will post about this on Amazon, on on Instagram. And yes, it, it is available already on Amazon. So I'll post about it. But I just wanted to give a shout out to, to, to Ryan and to Yucca Tape. And if you are interested in this, just stay tuned because I'll give you more details on social media as to how you can get it, where you can get it, the benefits of it. But honestly, to have something that has such an amazing cooling sensation and something that goes beyond only drumming, because this could be used. I could have used it when I played soccer uh, a few years ago and I was a goalie. I should have taped my wrists and my fingers with this tape and not just some generic medical tape. So anyhow. Thank you for the interest. And if this put a smile on your face, I'm really happy that I get to not only have a line of, of my own signature products, which is cool and, and my ego is very fulfilled, but also something that transcends music. And it's not just like drumsticks or, you know, something very, very musical or musically specific. This is something that could help people from a lot of different walks of life. So. The future of this podcast should be continue to be snippets of information here and there. Try to add value to your life and your experience as a musician, a grown musician, a parent of a musician, a friend of a musician, somebody that might want to be a musician or somebody that has nothing to do with music. And just when you just want to hear people talk about things that you love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. This was the Music Mentor Podcast. Music.